Welcome to the Medical Mnemonist Podcast, brought to you by Med School Coach. Each episode, take a journey into the top techniques for medical mnemonics, study skills, board exam tips, and accelerated learning in higher education. Now, here's your host, Chase DeMarco. Welcome back, everyone, to part five of the Med Edge Method mini series. We are getting near the end now, just one more episode after this one. And today's episode is going to study on board exam success. Now, there are a lot of tools we're going to cover here, but first, I do want to remind you if you haven't listened to the past episodes yet, we have four great episodes to go check out first. Start implementing those techniques, those practices, journal them, practice those things, and then come back to this one if at all possible. They just sort of build on each other and taking one out of context with the others might not prove to be as beneficial to you in the long run. In this episode, we are going to start covering testing techniques, test taking techniques, and how to monitor the errors that we're making on tests. And honestly, besides our book, Read This Before Medical School, I've not seen anything quite like this chart to really help you realize and visualize the potential mistakes that you're making during your test taking. This is especially important for the board exams and when you're preparing for those exams, but you can also start getting used to these techniques and the terminologies while you're doing your in-class studies and quizzes and the other things that you're going to have to finish before the boards. That'll help a lot to make this process more intuitive later on. But if you're already getting to your board exams or maybe even already took your first couple, you will still have some to take later on. So this can only help to strengthen your test taking abilities. So before we actually get into the MedEdge method test taking technique, I do want to cover or recover some of the topics we covered in past episodes that are really attributable here that you want to possibly do before sitting down to actually take your practice exams or the real exam. And some of that is just getting into the right mindset. I know we discussed the power pose, we discussed deep breaths and other techniques for sort of behavioral modification on yourself, a little bit of a condition response to make sure that you're alert, but not anxious. You don't want to be too anxious or drowsy when you're taking these tests. You just want to have that kind of focused alertness and doing that with the power pose to boost your confidence or with deep breaths to really clear your mind of the other clutter can go a long way. We also covered regular studies versus maybe endurance studies, building up that willpower, building up the endurance for these long board exams that we all have to take. And you can do this obviously for a long period of time beforehand, start building up that endurance. But we also need to focus on accuracy more so during the actual exams. And to do that, we really can benefit from using this type of technique. And the MedEdge method technique for test taking is really like a PDSA for the exams. If you utilize this technique and these charts that we'll give you in a little bit for your exam practice tests, for all of your preparation up to the real exam, then it's going to give you the necessary tools you need to see that plan, do, study, act process. So you can plan out maybe what score you want or in a particular topic, how well you want to do, but actually doing it, sometimes it's difficult. And this is where the S comes in, where we can study what we've done and analyze it to make improvements for the next time. So then we can act on it. And to sum up, there's two charts that we're going to cover here, or two tables, I should say. And these can also be downloaded if you'd like. 
at freemeded.org slash medstudent. If you go to that webpage where it hosts our book landing page, you can download the free Essentials of Guide. If you have any issues downloading it, please do let me know. Sometimes the website goes through changes and things don't always carry over as easily as you'd like them to. But if you go to our website there and download the free PDF, you can have this chart, this table for your reference later on, which will make it much more easy to follow. The first table is the test taking technique table, and this has three columns. We have basic techniques, we have tiebreaker techniques, and then we have the post-exam autopsy. So in the basic technique column, we basically have a seven-step process here. And number one is if you know the answer, okay, go for it. Circle it and move on to the next one. But if you don't know it, then we need to move on to the next steps. Step two is strike out the obvious false answers. Now, a lot of us know to do this, but we don't always do it, especially on the actual exam. It can take a lot of extra time, so we do recommend practicing with these extra features that you'll have during test day, and then you can decide not to use them on the actual test if you think that's best. But practicing with them will give you a better sense of the extra time it might take to use this on a constant basis. Step three is also another key feature that you have within the test taking software, and that's highlighting key features. These vignettes can be very long and there's a lot of misleading information too. So being able to highlight the key features or what you deem as the key, maybe three, four features is going to be very important for the post-exam autopsy to make sure you're actually picking the correct key answers or key choices. Then number four is after you've struck out all the answers that you know were false, Three, you've highlighted the features. Now, four is rank the answers based on those key features. So we're going through this step-by-step -step process that becomes very intuitive after you've done it for a long period of time, but especially initially, can be a little hard to really put into context and into a pattern that you can recognize and follow easily. We're just sort of expected to know how to take tests because we've taken so many before, but no one really explains how to do it properly. And believe me, I've watched every video I could get my hands on on YouTube, and I didn't think that any of them helped in this stepwise manner. After you've ranked the answers, which is number four, go to step five, which is explore for partial false answers within the answer choices. If there's any partial false, get rid of that one. Number six is reread the interrogatory or the last sentence generally in the vignette. That's going to be the actual question you're trying to answer. Sometimes we will forget to answer the actual question that it's asking, and we'll answer a different question because the vignettes are very complicated and because the answer choices are meant to kind of throw us off. I know it sounds shady, but it's the way they write these darn questions. And then step seven is if you've done all of the previous six steps and you still don't have just one answer that really stands out to you, we have to go to the tiebreaker. So the next column is a tiebreaker technique. Here we reread the entire vignette. At this point, I know we're going into a lot of time for one question, but hopefully after some practice, the process gets quick and you don't have to do this for every question anyway. After you reread the entire vignette, make a pros cons list. And when you're doing your practice test, you can actually take your time and write these out. Of course, on test day, you probably are gonna to wanna to do this quickly in your head but pros and cons for each of the answers you have left. 
Hopefully there's only two. If there's three, this can be a little complicated too. Just a T-chart for each one. This I like because of this, this, and this, and I don't like because of this, this, and this. This other answer I like because of that, that, and that, and I don't like because of that, that, and that. So doing this will really let you kind of become aware of why you're choosing these answers and hopefully lead you to a better chance of getting the correct answer. The third step in the tiebreaker technique is to reprime answers and interrogatives. And all this really means is, all right, reread the actual question again, <laughs> the last sentence of the vignette generally, and the answer choices, and make sure you haven't kind of gotten lost in all of this cognitive clutter going through all of these steps. Of course, like I said, if you practice these techniques a lot, initially on the test day, it'll become more intuitive and you won't have to think through the process. But it's really good to have this in front of you initially while you're getting used to these. And then the fourth step is, well, I still don't know. Hail Mary it is. That means just whatever your first instinct is, pick it, move on. There's no point in wasting any more time. We've gone through a very extensive list of tools so far for one question. And hopefully this doesn't happen very often, but at this point, there's not much else we can do. Just pick a question or pick an answer, the one you think whatever your gut reaction to is correct, and move on to the next one. Don't get any more stressed out or waste any more time. Now the post-exam autopsy. And again, I'm going through these three columns in the test-taking technique very quickly because you can go over this episode again later on. I don't want to make it too long. You can download the free PDF at the link we said. It'll be in the show notes. And you can get the full descriptions if you want to purchase the book as well. So the third and last column for the test-taking technique, post-exam autopsy. This is where we're going to go through all of the answer choices. And we're going to give a reason of why or why not we believe that was the right or wrong answer to the question that was given. We need to see what the correct answer was and if we chose the correct answer. Now, if you're using a popular QBank like UWorld, it'll give you all of these reasons at the end, right? It'll tell you this is the right reason because, and these are the wrong reasons because of this, this, and this. Well, do this on your own first. What was your mental process for this? Write it down. We actually do have some charts and graphs and other things you can download uh, through that PDF as well for free. So you might want to check that out if for no other reason than getting that, printing it out, maybe laminating it so you can reuse it over and over, and then go through this process. The third is monitoring what error was actually made. And we're going to cover the error chart right after this one. So be <laughs> prepared for that. And then the fourth step in the post-exam autopsy is discovering why we made that. What was the reason for the error? Was it something that we knew? Was it something because of stress? Was it some other factor altogether? We need to figure out what that is. And then the last step is really planning for improvement to decrease the chance of making that error later on. All right, I know that was really fast, but the errors are really important and really difficult conceptually sometimes to really organize in a fashion that makes sense when you don't have a language to do so. We've organized the error monitoring chart in this way. There are also three tables for this one, and the columns are negligence errors, test procedure errors, and then knowledge errors. In summation, the negligence errors are really just easy mistakes that you probably shouldn't have missed if you had the knowledge base to get this accurate anyway. This can be from accidentally misreading something in the question stem or the interrogative itself. This can come from impulse control where 
you got a gut reaction for one answer and you decide to pick it real quick and not really fully think about the other answers when maybe something down the line was a better one and you would have noticed that if you didn't kind of jump on to this answer too quickly. And the third one for negligence errors is honing errors. And this comes from that process of picking the key features that we mentioned earlier in the basic techniques section. So if you don't catch the key features or if you get distracted by well, distractor features, then those are going to be negligence errors. Those are things that you could have potentially made huge corrections on and gotten the answer right if you paid more attention to these or if you corrected for the error. The test procedure errors kind of fall into three categories as well, and that's stamina and time management, which again, we discussed working up your endurance before you get to these exams as much as you can, different techniques for doing so. The double check, so Going back to that interrogative, making sure it's correct, making sure that you pick the correct answer for the correct question, which sometimes, I mean, I make that mistake too, so be careful of that one. Third test procedure error is the tiebreakers error. So did you go through the process of tiebreaking properly? Did you make a mistake there? And then the last category is the knowledge errors. This is knowledge gaps and knowledge applications. Maybe you knew these distinct bits of information, so it wasn't a knowledge gap, but you didn't apply them properly, so you didn't have the depth of knowledge needed for the proper application. Those are basically the three categories of error monitoring that we describe anyway. And then once you go over this a few times and you have this chart in front of you, go through a short quiz with like 10 questions and really take this step by step for each question. It's going to take a while, but... If you're looking to really analyze your weaknesses, this is a great technique to do so. I'm not aware of any other as comprehensive technique to really get down to the reasons, the root causes, and the fixes for each one of these. Again, if you want more details on each one and how to correct them, our suggestions for each one, you will need to check out Read This Before Medical School. It would just take too long to go over in any more detail. I could probably make five different episodes on that alone, but I know we have much more important things to cover in the near future. So I'm going to say download the free PDF at freemeded.org slash medstudent. Give this a try and maybe find a friend, talk to them about it, have them do it with you too, and see if you can learn a lot from each other's errors and what you're doing. So that's the basis of our test taking and board exam success technique for the MedEdge method. Your homework is to actually do this, to download the free PDF, or if you are good on just listening to the summation I gave, then that's fine too. Take a practice quiz, doesn't need to be long, 10-20 questions sometime this week, and go through the process. See what you think. It's going to take a long time, so set aside enough time. And monitor it. Talk to someone about it. And hopefully, you'll continue to use this over time and become much more efficient at self-analyzing your test-taking abilities and making improvements where necessary. So the key takeaways here are to discover where your mistakes are and why they're there and how to correct them. And that's just extremely important. Again, test-taking skills are not generally something any of us are taught and not necessarily anything our teachers really know much about either, so it's fair that we're not going to learn them. But what test is more important to know how to correct your own test-taking mistakes on than something like a medical exam or a board exam? So please consider 
practicing these this week. No, don't consider it. Just do it. All right. And we'll be back next week with our sixth and final episode in this series. The Medical Mnemonist Podcast is powered by Med School Coach. To access Med School Coach services, including USMLE tutoring and residency admissions advising, visit our website at medschoolcoach.com. Good luck as you prepare for your board exams, and we hope you tune in again next time.